Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, good morning, Souls Harbor. Hope you guys are all doing well today. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms uh, that are out there. We're glad to have you with us. We're going to give everybody just a few minutes uh, to get on. Uh, Throw us up a like. If you're out there, give us a like or make a comment. Let us know you're with us. I see Greg just jumped on. Hi, Greg. Happy Mother's Day to you. I'm sure you won't hear that a lot today. (laughs) There's Jer and Kim. Glad to have you guys with us. We're going to just wait a few minutes here. I've got Ruthie with me this morning, and uh, she's going to be on camera for a little bit. Look at that. You got a heart, honey. Somebody's loving you, unless it was for me. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. <laughs> Probably not. There's a thumbs up. I All don't right. know what that was for. Max on. Good to have you. Hi, John. Good to have you and Kathy with us tonight. There's Kayla. We got Jenny. Welcome all you guys. Hey, throw us up a like, make a comment, say hi to everybody. Uh, we're just going to we're gonna hang out here for a minute or two and let everybody get on. Um, so, oh, Happy Mother's Day, G. Happy Mother's Day, there ladies. I see you coming in. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, while everybody's coming in, let me just make a reminder or give you a reminder. If you have a prayer request this morning, please go to the Facebook page and click on the link and fill out the card. And that'll come uh, here in a little bit to Ruthie. And she will get those prayer requests to me. And what we do is at the end of service, then we will pray over those needs. Uh, I'm going to make some announcements this morning, too, and share a few things with you. But that'll all happen at the end of the service. Our son just jumped on and his family. Hi, Matt. And there are the Redmonds. Good to have you guys with us. And hi, Linda. Uh, good to see you this morning. And Kayla, good to have you with us. And happy Mother's Day, Shelly. Happy Mother's Day to all you ladies. Uh, good good to, to see you this morning. Hey, one last thing um, before Ruthie is going to share. She's going to share a couple things with you all this morning. Uh, If you're on today, remember we're on our page, so this is like the front porch, and that means that what you can do is you can share, you can like, you can do a watch party, you can do a lot of things um, to take what happens today and the message that's shared today and get it out to anybody that's your friend uh, on Facebook. So we encourage you to do that. Hit share, hit like, um, and and do some of those things. Just get the word out there and let people know what's going on. And uh, it is my privilege to have uh, my wife, Ruthie, with us. She is... Uh, for those of you that may not know, she's actually our executive pastor here at the church. She is a special lady to me for a variety of reasons. Um, she does a great job with with her responsibilities here. Uh, you say, and maybe you've never heard of an executive pastor before. You don't know what that is, but basically, she oversees the day to day activities of the staff and the things that go on around here, and a lot of the volunteer stuff. Anything that's not really ministry, uh, pastoral related. She gets engaged with that a lot and takes a lot off of my plate. And I appreciate that very much. She uh, works with our kids, kind of stepped into that kids pastor role for us uh, four years ago and and taking care of that on Sunday mornings. Uh, She is, uh, she's, she has invested three years into completing all the credentialing uh, studies. She's got three years of studies to qualify her to be that 
pastor. So, you know, sometimes people feel like, yeah, she got that role just because she's your wife. I just want you to know this morning, she didn't get the role because she's my wife. She got the role because she's very qualified. Matter of fact, she's more qualified than what we can afford. Let <laughs> the truth be known. Uh, she also works outside the church and has been in a human resources director's position and now working for the same company in a little different role. Um, but just a, a very uh, special lady to me and I appreciate her very much. And she's got a few things she wants to share with you this morning. So yep. uh, Ruthie, it's all you. All right. Good morning, Souls Harbor family. I want to wish all the ladies out there a very happy Mother's Day. Got to see some of you yesterday when we went and we dropped off some flowers and some gifts and things of that nature. It was great to, I even got to hug a couple of you, even though we have this social distancing going on. That was priceless, I have to say. <laughs> that was a great time. I got to talk to Linda through the window, um, but it, it was just a, a really heartwarming day for all of us. But I did want to take just a couple of minutes and talk to you about um, some of the things that God's been speaking to me during this time of quarantine and um, all the social distancing and all of the COVID-19 stuff that's going on. And yesterday when we passed out um, the little gifts, there was a special little card in there. And that card, um, on, the t on the bottom of that card, it says in Isaiah 43, 1, it says, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, and you are mine. And that's always been a favorite verse of mine. I know a lot of you ladies know that verse. But then I went and I pulled out my very first journal that 20 years ago I started journaling, <clears throat> excuse me, my time with the Lord and putting my thoughts down. And when I opened up that journal, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 was the very first entry that I wrote in there. And I know the card only talks about the very first verse, but I want you to look at the second verse this morning for just a minute with me as well, because it talks about when you walk through the fire, when you walk through the flood, when you walk through the, through the water, that God's going to be with you, that you're not going to get swept away by the flood. You're not going to get overtaken by the water. And what God was really speaking to me was when you walk through the fire, that you're not going to be burned. And the second part of that, the very last part of verse two says, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. And I sat for a moment and I pondered that because COVID-19 has changed all of our worlds. It's changed the way that we're mothers. It's changed the way that we're wives. It's changed our working relationship. It's changed our finances. Um, some of you moms are homeschooling. You've never had to do that before. Some of you that were getting ready to retire, maybe you're not able to retire, or maybe you're a little bit more fearful now than you were, but we have to work really hard on finding a new normal. I don't know what that new normal is for you because it's different for all of us. But what I do know is ladies, when we don't understand something and when we become afraid of something, we do a couple of things. We get busy. Our mind starts going, we begin to make a plan, we try to figure things out, and, and we, we want to we do something. We want to figure it out. We want to solve it for our children, for our, our spouses, for our families. But I, wanna, I want you to take out that card sometime this week and take a look at the top of that card because it's very important. At the top of that card, it says, in the stillness, hear your creator whisper words of life, of love over you. Now, when we want to hear a whisper, there's a couple of things we have to do. First of all, it requires us to be still. And that's really hard for me, as most of you know, I like to get things done. And it also requires, he's laughing, he knows. <laughs> 
but it requires us to be still and it requires us to listen. And that's really hard to do when you feel like there's a flame around your feet and you have so much fear and you have so much stress and so many things that we don't know about. But when I was in my my little room and I was reading and I was praying, it was kind of like God gave me this visual picture and it was of a fire. And when you start a fire, you start with kindling. You take kindling and you light it on fire and then that catches the wood on fire and pretty soon you have a blazing, roaring fire. And the issues that we're facing now, it was kind of like they were all just a kindling around my feet. That they're, they're real, they're stressful, they're scary, and they could really start a fire in our lives. But God has given us our families. We are a protector of our families. We are a protector of our spouses. And, and he has given us um, a, a, an awesome opportunity here to not allow that kindling to engulf us because we have a promise. If you look at that verse again, in Isaiah 41 and 42, it says we are redeemed and we are his. That's pretty important. It's pretty powerful. And then the end of verse 42 says, when we walk through the fire, we will not be burned. Neither shall the kindle, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. That flame can't touch us, ladies. When we take time and we listen and we get still before him, but that's really important that we do that. You know, this morning I was listening to a song called um, Sea of Victory. It's by Elevation Worship. I'm sure most of you have uh, heard that song and listened to it before. But the very first line in that song says, basically weapons may form, but they're not going to prosper. And the reason is because the God that I serve, the only thing he knows how to do is to triumph. He doesn't know how to fail. All he knows how to do is triumph. And on this card, in our scriptures, we have a promise that he has redeemed us, he's paid the cost, and we are his. So I just want to challenge you this week. Take a few minutes, spend time with him, listen, get still before him, listen for his voice, hear his voice, because I want to end with this. Things have changed. Our worlds are different. But one thing is, he has not changed. He is still the same. He has still redeemed you. You are still his. And that fire that builds a flame cannot kindle upon you because you are his. Thank you, Ruthie. That was really good. I actually tried to get her to just preach today and just do the whole service, but she was not convinced that she would be comfortable with a, a, a longer sermon. But I think she probably could have pulled it off and done it really, really well. Uh, so thank you. That was that was great. I appreciate that so much. Hey, if you're out there this morning, um, and Ruthie's going to slip off here in just a moment. We're going to let her say goodbye. She's got to go do some of those executive pastor things behind the scenes. Um, but if you're with us this morning and you're a guest, now, now, now let me just say this, okay? We A lot of you that started as guests six weeks ago are, are checking in like every week and a part of our feed. And even though you've never been to the building, um, and some of you don't even necessarily live like right here within driving distance of the church, I, I just want to say, listen, if you consider um, SHC and, and this group here and uh, as your family and, and give me the privilege of being your pastor, um, I don't consider you a guest anymore. We just want to say welcome and we're glad to have you a part. And, and I know some of you out there, that may be the case. 
Um, and maybe some of you this morning are really checking in for the first time. And if that happens to be you, again, I just want to say welcome. We're glad to have you this morning. I, I'm trusting and praying and hoping and believing and, and would love to hear even feedback that if, if God speaks something to you this morning through the word, the message, the, 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 what Ruthie shared, um, th that you would uh, let us know that. Throw, if nothing else, just give us a thumbs up. How's that? Or, or a heart. And uh, it's just good to see some response. You know, one thing I really do like about this format uh, that is a little different than actually physically being in church is you can actually make comments while we're preaching, while we're teaching, while we're talking, and it's not considered rude. You couldn't sit in church and do that. So, you know, keep the focus. But uh, if you want to make some of those comments, that, and I see a lot of you do along the way, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Hey, if you are a guest this morning or you've not done this uh, yet, we would love to have you go ahead and join our group, our Facebook group. Uh, on And then on Wednesdays, you can plug, plug into our Bible studies. We meet at 6.30, or we don't meet, but we gather. We, we run a feed. i to change all my terminology. At 6.30 on Wednesdays, we have prayer at 7 o'clock on Sundays, and we'd love to have you be a part of that as well. So anyway, God bless you. Glad you're here this morning. And uh, we're going to let Ruthie say bye and slip away. She's got to go take care of some of those really important things she does behind <laughs> the scenes this I morning. Do. And we're going to jump into the sermon this morning, what I want to share for just a few minutes. Right. It was great to be with all of you ladies this morning. I really look forward to the time when I can give you all a big hug. <laughs> have a great Mother's Day. Thank you, Ruthie. Hey, good morning. And if you're with us, I want to share just a few minutes. Now, listen, Ruthie shared a good bit there. That was a great word. And uh, so I'm not going to preach, I don't think, as long as I normally do. And I'm sure you guys will all be okay with that on a Mother's Day. But I do want to share something that I believe God has uh, given me this week to share with you. So if you have your Bibles, uh, go with me to the book of Matthew. And uh, we're going to be in, the, in, the, in chapter 20 this morning. And, and I want to just share a few thoughts uh, to you moms, really to the whole church, but also to you moms this morning. And my mom is not with us today, um, not physically. None of, I know none of your moms or none of our moms are, but she's not even able to watch the feed. So I, I want you to allow me a, a moment of, um, to do something. I want to show you some pictures. Now, we're, we tried to do this um, high-tech and it didn't work, so we're going to go low-tech with this, about as low-tech as you can get. Uh, I want to show you some pictures of our my mom. Uh, we forget sometimes kids, adult kids and kids' kids, that our moms at one time were actually young and uh, teenagers and it had an entire life ahead of them. And this is my mom. I don't even really know for sure what age this is. This is probably the youngest picture I have of her when she was in her 19, 19 teens, late teens, early 20s maybe. I don't know. Uh, she was only five foot tall and very petite, so she looked pretty young for a lot of years. But I, I want to show you that this morning. Uh, here's another picture of my mom and actually our entire family. She's about 44, 45 years old there. If you're looking at this and wondering which of those kids is me, um, I'm the good looking one. <laughs> How about that? We'll go with that this morning. You can laugh. It's okay. Ha ha. Um, that's my mom when she was about 44 or 45. And we forget sometimes that our moms were young, our moms had dreams, our moms had lives and still do have those things many times. This is my mom on her last birthday, 85 years old. 
Uh, when you get to be 85, a little um, stuffed doll is a really big deal. She really loved that thing. That was, in fact, she still to this day enjoys that thing. But that's my mom when she uh, just had her last birthday in October, 85 years old. And lastly, this morning, this is my mom. Uh, just uh, last, see, that would have been Thursday. And she's got the phone up to her ear because she's talking to me. And we're having a parade down there where she lives at Sugar Grove in Plainfield. And uh, she's talking to me and she's looking so intently because she's looking for the truck uh, and that me and Ruthie and Matt and the kids and everybody are in as we come by in the parade. So I show you all that this morning because I just want to say something about my mom as I get ready to preach this message. Um, I observed some things over the years about my mom and most of the time I just assumed that was the way it was for all moms. And, and I've since observed that honestly it really is for most moms. Uh, but she was a she was a worker, has always been a worker her whole life, um, still is to the best of her physical ability. Um, but she worked for many years. I remember she worked second shift and, and my dad would um, get off at three o'clock in the afternoon and my mom would go to work at two o'clock in the afternoon. So they actually never crossed paths um, for a number of years and she would work second shift. We were a two income family. That's just where we were and that way it had to be. And then she wouldn't get home to 11 o'clock. And what I saw from my mom was it didn't matter um, if, if one of her boys had a fever, she, even if she didn't roll into 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night from work, she was the one that was up and putting a cold towel on our heads. She was the one that was coming to ball games and she was the one that was taking us out on Saturdays and doing things. And that was just my mom. She just had what I see in so many moms. She had a servant's heart, um, just a heart to serve people. And um, that's important this morning. And we're gonna come back to that here in a little bit. Um, we're going to be in Matthew 20, as I mentioned a minute ago, and uh, we're actually going to pick up with verse 20 here in just a few minutes. And I want to look this morning at a story that some of you, I have no doubt you have heard before. It's the story of James and John and their mom. And usually when this story gets told, it, mom gets presented in a kind of a, a negative light. She's just not really... Um, it just usually doesn't shine well on her. And, and, and you'll see why, because basically the way the story goes is one day, uh, James and John and their mom come to Jesus and say to Jesus, Jesus, um, she says to Jesus, Jesus, I would like you, I've got a request for you. And Jesus says, what's your request? And she says to him, I would like you to allow my sons, James and John, to sit at your left hand in your right hand when your kingdom comes. Now, culturally, that doesn't exactly relate or connect with us this morning, um, but I think it probably all ties back into something Jesus said just a little bit previous to that in Matthew 19, where he told all the disciples that, truly, truly, I say to you, you will all sit on thrones, 12 thrones in the kingdom, and you will rule uh, the Jewish people. So what happens is, um, the mom of James and John comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, I want you to let my boys sit at your le left hand and right hand. That is the most powerful, the most uh, closest to the throne um, position that you can possibly have. Now, maybe that's so far distant that we don't fully get it, but let me just give you a modern example that some of you guys will remember from just not that far back. Um, there's a lady, Lori Laughlin is her name, and there was a whole number of parents, wealthy parents, that got caught up in this this event. She's, if you don't know who Lori Laughlin is, she's the lady that used to play on the show Full House. 
And uh, she got in trouble, and a number of other parents did with a federal investigation. They called it Operation Varsity Blue. And what was happening is parents, and this particular mom, was were doing things to get their kids into uh, like Ivy League schools, really high-end schools. And, and I remember somebody coming out and saying, why did they do that? They have the money to get the kids into the school. Why are they having to to find ways to to cheat or to bribe or to do whatever to get them in. Somebody made the point that it's not that they can't get their kids into a school. They don't have the money to get them into another school, a good school, but they want their kids in an Ivy League school for this reason. Now catch this. They want them in this school for this reason because in this school they can network with other people. They're going to rub elbows with powerful people. They're going to get to make connections and relationships and friendships with, with senators and with presidents and with people that are one day going to rule the world. And if you think about it, what they were trying to do was really, in a lot of ways, exactly the same thing that James and John's mom were trying to do. They were trying to get them close to the source of power. So I don't know that just that it's any different today than it was in the first century when James and John's mom did what she did. But here's what I, I want you to see this morning. We, we think pretty negatively on her for this, and, and I get it, especially when we make the connection to that modern example. But here's what I want you to see. All of those moms, even the modern-day moms, their method wasn't so good, but their motive, at least their surface motive was, and that is they wanted the best for their kids, right? They wanted the best for their kids. And, you know, I believe as I read this and I prepared what God would have me to share with, with moms this morning, it is, it is this. Moms, um, keep that heartbeat. And, 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 you know, I find that in so many moms. We want, they want, I can't say we, I've never been a mom, but they want the best for their kids kids. That's their heartbeat. That's their goal in life. And I know, I know many of you out there. I, I, I know many of you as moms. Uh, and you want the best for your kids. And, and let me just give you this real world life application coming out of this John passage. Um, help your kids. Now, 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 now get this, okay? This is really important. Help your kids, but don't, in the process of helping your kids, don't fail your kids by compromising your character, because that's what happened in that moderate, modern example, and that's a little bit of what happened with, with James and John's mom. They set out to help their kids, to get their kids in a posi position where they could do the most, but in the process, they compromised their own character. And moms, char character is, is one of the most important things you can offer, your ki offer to your kids. It's more important than, than being close to a seat of power. It's more important than getting in the best college. It's more important than getting uh, super great grades. If you have to compromise your character, you're setting an example you don't want to set. So I believe out of this Matthew passage, that's one of the things we can learn. Another one I think we can learn out of it is this, that uh, moms protect your kids, protect your kids, but don't protect them so much that you teach them to be helpless in the face of adversity. Does that make sense? If it does, give me a thumbs up. I'd like to, I'd like to get a little feedback from you guys. Let me know you're out there. Give me a thumbs up if, if that makes sense. Um, my goodness, as parents and as moms, we've got to protect our kids, absolutely. But at the same time, we, we, have to, we have to acknowledge that we can't be with them all the time. And there's going to be times where they have to, they have to learn a level of toughness and a, and a level of perseverance and a, the ability to come back and say, um, yeah, this is hard right now. This isn't even fair right now. But you know what? I'm a survivor and I'm going to make it through this. And I'm not going to only make it through this. I'm going to thrive through this. So I would say moms, once in a while, don't be afraid. And this is hard for moms because moms have the, generally have that tender heartbeat 
which is what makes mom so so incredible and so special. But sometimes don't be afraid to let them just skin their knee a little bit, right? Um, let them fail a little bit. Now, don't let them fail so bad that it devastates their life and their world, but let them fail a little bit because in doing that, you're teaching them perseverance. You're teaching them um, that sometimes life isn't going to be fair, but they are so incredible and awesome that they can make it anyway. And uh, if you've not done that, if you struggle with that, let me encourage you and show you this, this example from James and John where uh, mom gives us an example, but it's a negative example because she didn't do that. Let me give you another thing that I pulled away from this James uh, and John story, this, this passage in Matthew. Um, you know, she came and she said, Jesus, I want you to let my kids, my boys, sit at your left hand and your right hand. And it was probably her asking for them to have power and have authority. And that piece of the motive is a little questionable and her methods and her idea of what the best life is is a little questionable. But I, I will say this, one of the things about her she could do worse is um, she was asking Jesus to put them in a place of leadership. So get this, if they're sitting at his left hand and his right hand, it's a place of power and prestige and authority, but it's also a place of leadership. So she's saying, Jesus, I want my boys in a place of leadership, but I want them to lead from your presence, right? I, I want them to lead. I want them to be leaders. I want them to have authority, but I want them to have it from your presence. Now, as I read that and as I prayed over that, I thought over that, I thought, you know, um, there really are worse things than to want to have your kids to lead uh, from the presence of Jesus because here's the thing, there are, there, there is, there is always a price to be paid for being a leader. And when we say we want the very best for our kids, aren't we really saying, and it doesn't matter what avenue of life we're talking about, whether it is uh, to be in politics, whether it is to run a business, whether it is to manage a business, whether it is to work as a teacher, wh whatever place in life it is, if we want the best for them, that means we want them to do the best. And here's what I find. People that do well, people that, that are competent, people that are consistent, people that actually follow through and care and are diligent, they have a way of becoming leaders. But here's what I've learned about being a leader. And this is what you're praying. And, and, and James and John's mom missed this. Here's what you're praying when you say, God, let my kids be the best they can be and do the best they can be. You're setting them up to say, I'm going to lead. And when you lead, um, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to make some decisions and set some priorities. And when you set priorities, you're saying, today, this is the most important thing. Therefore, today, these things are the less important things we're not going to do. Now get this, stay with me here, this is important. You're saying, this person is the most important and this is where I need to put the most of my time. But by saying that as a leader and you're setting your kids up for this, they're having to say, I'm going to put my time, energy, and effort into this person. Therefore, I'm not going to have as much time and energy and effort to put into this person. When you set them up, you have to set, you're setting them up to be leaders. They have to make decisions, set priorities. And when you set priorities, here's, here's what's going to happen. I promise you, and some of you that are are living this, you'll get this. Everybody's not going to like you. The people that get less time aren't going to understand. And you're setting your kids up for a place where they're going to have to deal with the hardship of making hard decisions, having people not like them. And the last thing I would say when it comes to what you're doing is you set them up to be successful is you're putting them out front because a leader has to be out front. And if I can just use a war analogy, and maybe this isn't the best analogy on Mother's Day, maybe this will work better on Father's Day, but I think maybe you'll get it. If you're out leading the charge, that's awesome. That's what a leader needs to do. 
But if you're out front leading the charge, you're also the one that's most likely to be in the gun sights and susceptible to the bullet. So I say all that this morning, moms, for this reason. When you set out to make your kids successful, um, be aware of the price that they're going to pay for success because it's a real thing. And if you're going to work to make them successful, work just as hard to make their success sustainable. Right? Let me say that again. If you're going to work, moms, to make your kids successful, work just as hard to make their, their, their success sustainable. And you do that by teaching them, teaching them. Let's come back to, to, to Matthew 20. Teaching them to lead from the presence of Jesus. And this is what James and John's mom did right. She wanted her kids to have power and authority and lead, but do it from the presence of Jesus. There's a passage in Isaiah 40, uh, 31, just real close to what Ruthie shared this morning. And, and many of you will absolutely recognize this. And it goes like this. They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And what I'm trying to say to you this morning, moms, is do that with your kids and make them successful. Teach them to be successful. Encourage them towards success. Tell them they can do it. Tell them they can accomplish it. But as you do it, make the success sustainable by teaching them what it is to pray, to spend time with the presence of God, to worship, to, to, to lead from the presence of Jesus because that's where success is absolutely sustainable. Let me give you another thing this morning about, about this mom of James and John. She didn't do everything right, okay? There was a piece of this that was a little, uh, little sketchy, okay? Um, this, this mom, we know, or at least we can pretty well determine, she was manipulated by James and John. She was manipulated by those boys. Uh, we know that because Mark tells the same story. And in Mark's story, he doesn't even mention mom. He just says James and John came to Jesus and asked for this. And everybody got mad at him, as you can imagine, for doing that. Matthew tells the story that, that, um, that their mom came and asked. But I want you to notice something in, in, the, in the passage uh, that, that we're looking at this morning, Matthew 20, uh, 20 uh, on down through the end of the chapter there. Um, even as mom came and asked uh, Jesus, will you let my boys, I got a request for you, will you let my boys sit in your, at your left hand and your right hand? Jesus then, he turns around and he asks a question. He says, you don't know what you're asking for. But then he says, do you realize, are you able to drink of the cup that I'm going to drink? Are you able to go through what I'm going to through, go through? But I want you to notice he didn't ask that to mom. We know that because the response came from James and John. In other words, if you can picture this with me this morning, mom walks up to Jesus. James and John are probably the boys trailing behind, just kind of pushing her. Come on, mom, you can do this. Come on, mom. He'll listen to you, mom. He, he, he respects you, mom. You can do this. And, and she gets up there and asks the request. And Jesus um, says to her, you don't know what you're asking. And then he pivots and he turns around and he looks at James and John and says to them, hey guys, do you, can, can you go through what I'm going to go through if you want this? Of course, they didn't have any idea what they were saying. They said, sure, yes, absolutely. I, I can do that. And here's my point this morning. Here's what I want you to walk away from this with. Um, my experience has been, you know what? Moms do a lot more things right than they do wrong but moms aren't perfect. And, and maybe this morning, mom, you need to hear that as well because that's not meant to be a chastisement or a criticism. It's meant to say that we as your kids, uh, we recognize that you're not perfect. You're, you're, you're a human being who has good days and bad days just like we do. And we wanna say to you, moms, we love you anyway. 
um, and, and, and recognize that even though every human being, mom and dad and everyone in between, we get some things wrong, um, moms, you get so much right. And we want to just say we love you and, and, and thank you for that. But I also want to say this morning, moms, be aware of your kids. Don't let them be the James and John in your life, right? Because here's what I've learned. Um, our kids are good. Now, now, I don't mean that in the sense that they're good as in righteous good. I, I mean they're good in that they know moms, you've got very usually very sensitive hearts. Um, they know what buttons to push. They know what heartstrings to pull on in order to get you to do what they want you to do, just like James and John did to their mom. But here's the other thing I learned about moms. Moms have a way of learning things really fast. And usually the buttons that get pushed and the strings that get pulled don't get pulled very often. But maybe you're a mom this morning that your your heart has been so tender that, that you know you've been manipulated. And, and let me just say to you, moms, you're not, you're, you're not helping your kids by allowing them to do that. Sometimes you just have to tell them to step back. And you need to remember this, this, um, this thought this morning. As mom, you are the leader, right? You set the priorities. You tell those kids, especially when they're still at home kids, um, look, this is what is going to be done first. This is what's going to be done as a priority. I'm the leader here, and this is the way it's going to be. And and, and recognize that when you do that, Mom, um, as a leader, there's going to be days where they're not going to like you. But here's what I would say to you. Um, let your kids not like you on a day-to-day -day basis so that in the long run, they'll absolutely love you. My mom told me no, told me no a lot. Not as much as my dad. My dad was always the, the hardcore disciplinarian, but my mom understood and used the word no, um, especially on those things that were really, really important. And let me, let me say, moms, don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to set the priority. Don't be afraid to be disliked, because I promise you, if you're disliked by your kids occasionally, you're going to be loved by your kids forever. And that's one of the things I absolutely pull out of this. Let me read to you this morning, Matthew. I've talked about Matthew 20, uh, the first portion of that passage. But let me just pick up and read verses 25, um, the last part, which moves past the story of James and John and their mom. Uh, the, the disciples got mad when they found out what James and John had did, that they'd got their mom to go and ask Jesus to give them the left and right position. Um, in verse 25, we, we pick this up, and let me just read it. But Jesus called them to him and said, you know, called the disciples, all of them. He said, we got to have a meeting. we got to get this straightened out. Um, Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And I, I want to bring this to a close this morning, and, and I want to share this thought with you. Um, moms, I think you're at your best when you're just you. You say, what do you mean by that, Pastor Barry? Um, you're going to make mistakes, moms, and if you have, maybe you just need to hear for this from somebody. Forgive yourself and 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 realize it's okay. Um, our kids don't break as easy as we think they do sometimes. You're going to make mistakes, but the way you make the most impact is simply be the best you you can 
at any moment. And here's my observation and what I just read there. When I've seen moms be the best them, which means just be who they are, they're servants, right? They, they, they just, they, they love their kids. They love their families. They, they serve, serve in all kinds of capacities. And by saying servant, I don't mean that in any kind of, you've got to do menial labor. You're the one that has to always vacuum the floor. And what I, that's not what I'm talking about. But I mean simply have a, a heart of a servant, have a servant's heart. And what you may not realize is when you do that, when you live your life as a servant mom, as a servant follower of Christ, you are absolutely leading by example. You're setting an example for your kids but you're also following the example of Jesus. And whether you're a Christian now or not, and, and there may be people on this feed this morning that you're not, e even if you're not, when you choose to serve other people, um, whether it's intentional or not, you are absolutely living out a life like Jesus laid out for us. I, I just read it. Let me read it again. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20. Every time you serve, you're saying to those kids, this is what it means to be great. And believe me, um, they may forget what you tell them to do in their room or tell them to do for chores. They may forget it five minutes after you tell them. But when you live out a lifestyle in front of them, trust me, they, they will, in the long run, they will absolutely remember it. That's one of the, if I can use this phrase, that's one of the superpowers of being a mom having that heartbeat is, that is just a servant. Let me end this with this thought this morning. Ruthie uh, showed you all this card earlier and we got it out to all the moms that we could actually make deliveries to. And, and I know there may be some ladies and some moms out there that didn't get the package. We just, we weren't able to mail them. Uh, it just wasn't feasible with the, the other things that we had going in it. But I wanna come back to this opening sentence on this card and let me just read it to you. It says, in the stillness, hear your creator, whisper words of life of love over you. In the stillness, hear your creator whisper words of life of love over you. And moms, let me just challenge you with this. We know that's related to Isaiah and we know that that's talking about God, our creator, but you know what? You're also a creator, right? You played a part in creating that baby. You carried that child for nine months. You did even what dad couldn't do. And I want to I want to take a little spin on this, a little twist. In the stillness, kids, hear your creator, hear your mom, right? Hear your mom whisper words of life, of love over you. And moms, be that. Be that encourager to your kids. Whisper those words of life, of love over them day in and day out. You say, how do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how my mom did it. She did it by always being an encourager. Oh, she wasn't afraid to say no or no, say that's not right or say you're not going to do that. She wasn't afraid to call us out when, when we weren't doing what we were supposed to. But she was always one to say, you can do this. You can be what you want to be. You can accomplish what you want to accomplish. She always spoke words of hope and promise and life over us and into our lives. And maybe the most important thing she did was she did that uh, through her time of prayer with God every day. And imagine what kids would look like, moms, if, if, if all of our moms begin to be that person that would speak those words as the creator would speak, whisper words of life, of love over their kids. And I know so many of you do that already. And if you're at a place where you're like, my kids are grown, they're gone, never stop. All right, never ever, ever stop because it, the, 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 there's power in the voice of mom, always moms. 
And I just want to say thank you for that. Let me give you this last thought. Very last verse in Matthew, I just read, verse 28. God in the form of Jesus gave his life a ransom for you. Let me go back to the big C creator now for a moment for you out there that maybe you aren't walking in a right relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. He says in Isaiah 43, 1, that Ruthie read, I have redeemed you, I've called you by name, you are mine. And God, the creator of the universe, all, all of us that are on this feed this morning, uh, I want you to hear this. He is speaking words of life and love over you today. He loves you and he gave his life for you. And if you've never prayed a prayer and asked Jesus Christ to be your savior, you've never prayed a prayer or, or, or your relationship with him has just gone cold and you need to pray a prayer and say, Jesus, listen, I love you. And I, I got history. I got stuff. I got issues. Uh, my, I, I'm not where I should be. And, and, and we need to pray this prayer and just say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for the things that have gone on before. And I make the determination this morning, I want to love you. I want to live for you. I want to live in relationship with you. I want to be right before you and, and, and be honest with God. I'm not going to be perfect, and he gets that, but I'm going to do everything in my power to live my life in a way that pleases you. Pray that prayer this morning and ask Jesus to be the Savior of your life. And when you do that, when you do that, you open up such an incredible door and window for with God. God can look at you now and he sees you through the covering of Jesus. He sees you through the covering of the blood of Jesus who paid the price for your sins. And um, wow, all of a sudden, in a whole new way, he can speak words of life and love over you. And that is just so powerful, so cool. Listen, this morning, if you're out there and you're with us, and uh, whether it's the first time or you've been a part of us forever and you prayed a prayer this morning and, and uh, just renewed things with God, we'd love to see you see you uh, throw up a heart and uh, make a comment, let us know. Uh, every one of us have done it. We can't have altar calls. We can't have those times of public profession today like we used to. Things have changed. But we'd love to see a heart go up. We'd love to hear a comment. We'd love to even, even just give us a private feedback and message. We'd love to do that. We love you guys. And you're so important to us. Um, and we, we, we want you to walk in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Moms, listen, let, let, me, let me just say this as I get ready to, to pray over uh, the needs of the church. And uh, as I get ready to share a few announcements, thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, you mean the world to us. We love you. Uh, whether you got roses or cards or a dinner, uh, whether you get a hug or you get a brand new car, um, actually, if you get a brand new car, I want to hear that story. Um, but whatever you get this, this morning, know this. We love you, and it's not enough. We, we know that. It's not enough. What you've given for us, it's not enough. And we just want to, on this, this Mother's Day to say um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, I don't have any prayer requests this morning. I don't believe that have come in, uh, which I hope is really awesome news that everybody's having a great week. That's uh, not necessarily bad, but I would like to pray this morning. Uh, I'd like to pray over you all as the church. And let me, uh, before I pray, and we'll just make our prayer together uh, brief, and we'll make it the end of our service this morning. So let me just share a couple of announcements with you real quickly before I do that. Uh, Kids, adults, adult kids or kid kids, don't forget to post your Mother's Day sign entry out there on Facebook, the Facebook group today. 
got, and I think there's some instructions that have gone out. My understanding is it needs to be a sign. Uh, it needs to be with you and your mom or you and a special lady in your life because some of us can't get to our moms, obviously. It's competition, and Ruthie will pick the cutest, best. I'm not sure what her criteria is, but some way pick the best, cutest, funniest sign, and the winner mom, uh, winning mom gets, or the winning lady uh, gets a flower with a hanging basket and a hanging basket. So that'll be really nice and really cool and really fun. So we look forward to having fun with that. Remember to do that. Remember also our first corporate meeting back as a church is going to be on May 24th. I think I shared that last week. And let me just give you a little more detail on that. Maybe if I, I don't remember if I shared this last week, but it's going to be a shortened service, abbreviated. It's going to run from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock. It's going to be a one hour service. We will be practicing social distancing in the church building. Uh, we will have cleaned prior to you coming in. Everything will be sanitary. We will have rearranged our seating in our sanctuary so families can sit together, uh, but there will be six feet between families and, and we'll keep that social distancing in place. Uh, we are not going to have the cove open. There will be no cove for some time to come. Uh, we're working on the timeline for bringing that back. Uh, there will be no nursery and no kids uh, ministry on that day as well. So we will have the nursery open. Moms, if you need to slip in there and change a child, you can you can do that. But there will be no staff nursery uh, when we come back uh, until we step through a future stage. And we're working on those details now. Uh, so we will meet at 11 o'clock on the 24th. And I'm looking forward to it. Now listen, I've had... Uh, quite a few of you uh, reach out to me and say, Pastor Barry, we really want to come back, but our health or our circumstances or those that we um, care for, just it, it makes it really dangerous to do that. And I've tried to express to each one, absolutely um, stay home. We're going to continue to have our Facebook live service just like we've been doing. So you can continue to be a part of worship there. Uh, and, and we may have some others that for a variety of reasons uh, choose not to come back initially. And we understand that. That's why Facebook Live is going to continue on. Some of you that have become a part of our family in the last six weeks are live so far away from us. You couldn't get to a service even if you wanted to most of the time. And we're going to continue Facebook Live. Uh, my plans, honestly, at this point are to continue Facebook Live even after the point uh, where the, the pandemic has passed. And that, I mean, that's going to be down the road a long ways, but I just think there's an opportunity here to grow the kingdom and love people and grow the family uh, through this social media avenue. So we're planning on continuing that as, as well. We will give you some more information about uh, upcoming dates, next steps, when we might start kids ministry back, what our Wednesdays are going to look like, because there's going to be no Wednesdays right now either. This is just Sunday morning is all we're meeting right now. We'll keep our Bible study going on Wednesdays. It has been on, on Facebook Live. We'll be giving you more information and details on that as well as we work through all of those. So I think that's all the announcements. Join us Tuesday for prayer at 7. Join us Wednesday night for our Daniel Bible study at 6.30. We'd love to have you do that. And uh, let me give you the last this last thought as I get ready and we pray and get you out of here. It's 11 o'clock. Um, I want to say this to our, our SHC family. Um, I'm going to talk about finances for a, a minute, okay? Uh, you guys are awesome. I don't think I can express that strongly enough. You guys are amazing. Uh, you have been so incredibly consistent and faithful with financially continuing to support the church. And you know, I, and this isn't this isn't uh, an appeal to those that are guests or first time visitors or anything like that. Um, you know, God blesses the church, the overall church. He allows us to have ministry. He allows us to support missionaries. He allows us to 
uh, do all the things that we do to reach into our community and care for kids and teenagers. He, he allows us to finance that by way of blessing the families of the church and then the families, because of their generosity and their desire to see the ministry go forward, uh, they tithe and, and they give offering. And I, I see a couple things from this. One is that that the family of Souls Harbor, you guys really have the heartbeat of we are going to make a difference on, on the west side of Indianapolis and around the world, and, and our finances go with that. But it also tells me God has been so good to so many of you you've, because you've, you've been able to maintain jobs. You've been in situations where you've continued to work and your needs have been met. And, and, and you know God has blessed you and you've blessed us as, as the overall church. And I just want to say as a pastor, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for being an incredible congregation. And um, we've not had to cut any missionaries, uh, no support. We've not had to cut staff. We've not had to do any of those things. Uh, and, and we've actually been able to even save a little bit and get ready for when ministry comes fully back online. We can do some things. Uh, so again, just thank you so much. And I want to pray this morning. I want to pray over this congregation and, and any guests that we have out there as well. I want to just pray a prayer of blessing this morning and prayer a, a blessing over our moms. Um, so if you would bow your heads with me, let me just uh, allow me to do that this morning. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for being such an incredible God. And I'm, thank you, I'm thankful for this church family. I'm thankful for our guests that are on, on with us this morning as well. And I pray that you would just continue to bless your people. Bless those that are following you. Bless those that serve you. And I'd even pray, Lord, for those maybe this morning that have wandered away from you that are on this feed. God, bless them. And bless them by letting them see the love of Jesus in their lives and drawing them back into a relationship with you if there's anybody here like that today. And Lord, today we especially pray a blessing over our moms. God, would you just give them an incredible day? And, and today's going to be weird and it's going to be hard for many. We can't get with our moms. We can't see them. We can't spend time with them. We can't eat a meal with them. But I ask you, Lord, let them make a connection by phone. Let them make a connection in a way that their heart goes out and, and they can just express, Mom, I love you. I care for you and I thank you for, for being such a great mom. Lord, I pray let those moms feel that love today in Jesus' name. Keep each one safe as we go on through this way, this, this week and this day. And uh, God, we look forward to gathering together again over social media with you on Tuesday. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Love you so much. Appreciate you so much. Um, I look forward to being back with you again Tuesday for a few minutes of prayer. Uh, moms, have an awesome Mother's Day. And uh, I pray your family will just make you feel like the queen that you absolutely are. God bless and uh, hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.